Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining me on week two of Wellness Check. I'm your host, Jillian Hawley, and this week's episode is going to be all about morning routines and what makes up a good morning routine, a couple of good habits and rituals that you can use to set yourself up for success, the difference between high-level and low-level morning routines, Um, and kind of going over some non-negotiables in my own morning routine. So if you want to get to that and the bulk of the episode, you can go ahead and skip forward a little bit, but I'm going to do a little life update. I am sitting here with my lemon ginger Olipop. I just got back from the gym and showered and I haven't tried this flavor of Olipop before, but I honestly really like it. I like the ginger essence to it. I really like ginger and something about the lemon like really balances it out well. So it's a good flavor. I don't think it's my favorite flavor. I think strawberry vanilla still takes the cake and is still in first place for that. But lemon ginger is definitely up there. I like it a lot better than the more soda-y kind of flavors like the root beer. First of all, thank you guys so, so, so much for all the love on episode one of Wellness Check. I had a bunch of people reach out to me and reply to my Instagram story about it. I had a bunch of people text me and just tell me how awesome it was that I'm putting myself out there and being vulnerable and doing something that I've wanted to do for a long time. So thank you guys so much for your encouraging words and your support. That really meant the world to me um, and kind of made me excited to record this second episode and stick to my consistent posting schedule and get a new episode up for tomorrow because I am recording this on Tuesday, a little last minute. So thank you so much for the love. Another life update. This past weekend, I went out for drinks with my girlfriends. We had a little girls night. And if you live in Nashville, I have a tip for you. We went to this place um, kind of north of downtown. It was on 3rd Avenue. It was called Black Rabbit. And they have $5 cocktails. It's their part of their happy hour. It runs Monday through Saturday, I think till six o'clock. And when I tell you $5 cocktails, I don't just mean like a well drink. Well, I guess it is a well drink, but they had $5 old fashions, margaritas, mules. They had sangria, wine, which was a great deal, honestly. Um, You could basically get two drinks for less than the price of what a typical drink would cost you. So if you're looking to save money and get a really good drink deal, I would highly recommend. It was also just a really cute spot, kind of off the beaten path, like hole in the wall, but um, it was really cute vibes and definitely recommend if you're looking to switch up your drinking, you know, routine or places, try Black Rabbit. Um, Another life update. Oh, so after Black Rabbit, we went to Von Elrods. We went to watch the Giants game, which was an absolute bloodbath and shit show. Um, I'm a huge Giants fan, and so it was a bit of a letdown. But to be honest, I'm really happy that they even made it to the playoffs because we haven't been in the playoffs since 2016. So thank you, Daniel Jones, for getting us there. And you know what? I think we're finally building a team that is has the potential to be successful. So Well, I'm a little bummed that they're out of the playoffs, still going to support them and just happy that they made it as far as they did. And on that note, let's get to my ins and outs for the week, because my first in is Joe Burrow. If you know me, you know that I have 
love Joe Burrow for many years. I was a fan of him during his LSU days and, you know, watched the draft from my couch in 2020, watched him get picked and was just in love with him. I thought he was so cute, but he also just seems like a great guy. Not that I know anything about him personally, but that's just the vibe I kind of get from him. But he's really in this week. My TikTok for you page is full of Joe Burrow thirst traps to the point where my mom is even texting them to me, which is a little crazy, but he's just kind of having his like it boy moment right now. And I'm happy for him. He's all anyone can talk about going into the championship game this weekend um, before the Super Bowl. And good for him. So he's definitely in this week, not just for me, but I think for everyone. Everyone's talking about him. We can't get enough of him. He's stylish. He's charismatic. He just seems like a great guy. Another in for me is my Kindle. I got a Kindle for Christmas and I absolutely love it. I'm on my second book of the year that I'm reading right now, City of Girls. I think it's by Elizabeth Gilbert. It's really good. It's so much easier for me to read my Kindle than it is to read a normal book. Like, I can read in the dark because the backlight, and it's so much lighter than a book, it's a lot easier to hold. So I definitely recommend a Kindle if you're a big reader like me. Um, That's definitely become part of my routine lately is to hop on my Kindle and read a couple pages. It's like a lot less work than carrying a book around with you all the time. Another in for me is stretching. As you guys know, I've been getting back into my gym workout routine, so stretching is a huge part of that. Don't forget to stretch, and I honestly just forgot how good it feels to get in a good, like, 10-15 minute stretch. Like, my muscles just feel so loose, and my body feels more relaxed, and it helps a lot with the soreness that you feel the next day. So, don't forget to stretch. Stretching is in. Now let's get to some of my outs. My number one out this week is caffeine. I'm very caffeine sensitive. I'm not one of those people who can drink coffee every day, much less like multiple cups of coffee every day. And I kind of made a little mistake. I do drink matcha in the mornings, most mornings, like on the weekdays, and that's only like 50 milligrams of caffeine, so I can tolerate that. But unfortunately, the other day, I had my typical morning matcha. And then I also had a friend of my boss stop by the office the other day and dropped off coffee for the both of us. And I felt too bad to say no. Um, So I took it and I drank it and I didn't need to drink the whole thing and I probably shouldn't have, but I did. So I had my typical morning matcha and then I had a latte after that. When I tell you, I just felt like absolute shit all day. I couldn't focus. By like three o'clock, I was crashing. I felt the coffee just sitting in my stomach all day and made me super jittery. And it was just not really a good combination. And then not to mention, I didn't go to bed until like one o'clock in the morning because my brain was just buzzing. I felt like I had coffee mouth like all day. Yeah, not a good experience. So coffee's out for me. I'm kind of trying to even cut back on my matcha because I'm just realizing it it affects me. I'm very sensitive to it. So I got to be careful with that. And then my other out this week, I'm not sure if you guys are going to like this one, but it's The Bachelor. The first episode of the season aired yesterday and my roommate Sarah was watching it. I didn't really like sit down and watch it. I overheard some of it from the kitchen, but I didn't, I only saw the rose ceremony at the very end. And so my only takeaway from the episode was why were so many girls wearing ugly sequined dresses? I don't know. Um, But the last few seasons have just been a little too dramatic for me. I I know that's the whole point of the show, but 
almost to the point where it makes me frustrated to just like see certain storylines that these people go through and read the hate and like opinions of people online that they're giving these people who just went on a reality TV show and who even knows if the cut that they got is reflective of who they really are. So I just think in the past few seasons, there's been a little too much drama regarding it. And we've been a little too hard on some of the contestants and some of the leads and the choices that they've made because at the end of the day, it's reality TV. It's not 100% reflective of the journey that they went on or the feelings that they had. And I think people can just be really mean and harsh on the internet, especially to the people on that show. So I'm kind of taking a step back from watching it this season. I don't really want to know the drama or the storylines and just not really be involved in the court of public opinion there. All right, so let's get into the topic of the episode, which is morning routines. Again, I'm not a professional or like certified in health, wellness, anything like that. So I'm just sharing my own personal experience and what works for me and some habits that I incorporate in my life. But I just think a morning routine is meant to be some rituals that set you up for success every morning. And the new year is a great time to try to incorporate some new habits into your schedule. And I really want to differentiate here between um, high-level and low-level morning routines. So another podcast that I listened to, it's called the What We Said Podcast, and they did an episode on morning routines a couple weeks ago, and they talked about this concept, and I really, really liked it. So basically, the whole premise is that your high-level morning routine is the morning routine that you do when you have the extra time in the morning to get ready. You have time to go the extra mile and you have the ability and the motivation to do all the things in your morning routine that you want to accomplish. And then your low level morning routine is for the days where you oversleep or you wake up feeling groggy or under the weather. Just meant for those days where you kind of feel like you're in a crunch and you can't check off every single thing that you would like to in the morning before you start your day. So that's kind of the differentiation I wanted to make there between high-level morning routine and a low-level morning routine. And depending on your day and what you have going for you, you kind of pick one or the other to move forward with. So another important factor that goes into creating a morning routine is having your non-negotiables. So To me, a non-negotiable is something that I have to incorporate in my day. I have to check off my to-do list in order for me to move forward and have a productive day and feel good about myself and how I started the day. So personally, I have three um, morning routine non-negotiables. I think you could probably have up to five if you wanted to, but I do think three is a good number because, again, these non-negotiables are 100% included in your morning routine every day, whether you're having a low-level morning routine or a high-level morning routine. So you want to make them simple and you want to make them really integral parts of your day and things that you want to accomplish and hold yourself accountable to do every day. So my three non-negotiables, my first one is making my bed. I make my bed every day. It doesn't matter if I sleep at home, if I sleep at my boyfriend's house, I make his bed in the morning. If I'm at a hotel, if I'm on vacation, if I'm back at home visiting my parents, I always get out of bed and I make my bed. 
that's a non-negotiable for me. Um, my second non-negotiable is my morning skincare routine. And again, sometimes this differs whether I'm having a high-level morning or a low-level morning, but I always at least wash my face. I splash cold water on my face and I wash my face and I dry it. That is a non-negotiable for me in the morning too. And then my third non-negotiable is something I've recently incorporated during the new year because I just got one for Christmas, but it is ice rolling. It makes me feel so good in the morning. It really wakes me up. It's nice to kind of have that like cold pressure on your skin. Um, It helps reduce redness. It helps with puffiness. I get really puffy in the morning, especially around my eyes. So doing a nice little ice roll as soon as I wake up is really good for me and my skin. So those are my three morning routine non-negotiables, things that I do every day. So now let's go into more specifics about morning routines and things that I do to set myself up for success during the day. So the first thing that I have is setting a realistic alarm. Snoozing is really bad for us. I know I do it all the time. I can't think of the last time that I actually got up out of bed when my alarm went off. I literally snooze my alarm every single day. But just thought I had to put that out there because I feel like there are studies that totally support the fact that snoozing your alarm is really not good for us, but we continue to do it anyway, and it's fine. Setting a realistic alarm is good because, you know, that's the problem with me personally snoozing my alarm is I always have these lofty goals of like, oh, I want to wake up at 6.30. So I set an alarm for 6.30 and then I snooze it until I actually need to wake up, which is at 7.30. So step one to just, I think start your morning off right is to set a realistic alarm. Set your alarm for the time that you need to get up instead of the time that you want to get up because you're not just all of a sudden going to wake up one day at the time that you want to get up. I think you need to slowly work towards where you want to be coming from where you currently are. So for example, if you have to wake up by eight o'clock every day to have enough time to get ready for work on time, then I think a realistic alarm for you would be to set your alarm five minutes earlier than that eight o'clock necessary time that you need. That way you'll set your alarm five minutes earlier at 7.55 and you'll have an extra five minutes in your typical morning routine, an extra five minutes to put your best foot forward and try and incorporate some new habits. Once your body kind of gets used to waking up five minutes earlier, then you'll set your alarm for another five minutes earlier. So then you'll start waking up at 7.15 instead of 8 o'clock, and then 7.45, and then 7.30. And then eventually you will start waking up naturally at whatever your goal time is. But again, it doesn't happen overnight. If you're typically used to waking up at 8 a.m., you can't just set your alarm one day for 7 a.m. and expect that you're not going to snooze it at all. So setting realistic alarms, I think, is number one, most important step. Um, And then going along with that, being consistent with it. If you wake up at seven o'clock one day and then eight o'clock and then you sleep till 10 on the weekends, it's really hard for your body and your circadian rhythm to line up. So you have to be consistent with the time that you're setting your alarm if you want your body to adjust to it and naturally start to wake up in that routine and at that time every day. Okay, my second thing is having something to look forward to to get you out of bed every morning. So 
You set your realistic alarm, you open your eyes, you're ready to get out of bed. Have something that you can look forward to that will get you out of bed. So for me, that's, I go downstairs and I ice roll and I make my matcha. For some people, it's a cup of coffee. For some people, it's a workout. It's just finding whatever that initial serotonin boost is for you in the morning to help get you physically up and out of bed. My third one is exercise, which as I mentioned, I'm kind of working on because I've really been loving nighttime workouts lately. But if you're a morning workout person, that's definitely a staple in your morning routine. And I think that that's awesome. I'm trying to get there, but I'm not quite there yet. So if you're like me and you're still working on incorporating exercise into your morning routine, maybe settle for just daily movement as part of your morning routine. For me, sometimes that just looks like a 10-minute stretch or a 15-minute morning yoga YouTube video that'll do on the floor in my room. It just kind of gets the blood flowing and it helps you wake up a little more. And again, it's also just a little endorphin release for you too. So if you're not quite up to the challenge of exercising, just a simple stretch could really make a huge difference in your morning routine. Next, I'll go and get ready for the day. So I'll make my bed, I'll do my skincare routine. Those are my non-negotiables. As I mentioned, on a high-level routine day, I'll do face wash, moisturizer, serum, all the things. On more of a low-level day, it might just mean washing my face, patting it with a towel, and calling it a day. Um, Before work, I'll usually put on makeup. That, again, depends low-level, high-level day, how in-depth I really go with that routine. I normally always listen to a podcast in the morning. It just brings me joy. It helps me learn something new, and I don't like getting ready in silence either, so it's just something nice to have going on in the background. What's really important for me when it comes to getting ready for my day is not having to rush. So this kind of goes back to setting a realistic alarm. I always have better days when I'm able to take my time getting ready. I can appreciate having some time for myself. I can do something different with my makeup if I wanted to. I have time to pick out a cute outfit that makes me feel good. So the more time you allow yourself, the better you will feel about your morning and the better it'll help you be throughout the day because you already feel like you've dedicated some time to yourself before you take time to give to other people and do other things for other people at your job. You'll have already kind of had that intentional you time to fill your own cup before you have to go out and fill other people's. Another thing I do every day, you know, brush your teeth. I always floss, flossing's important. Um, And I really want to get into tongue scraping, so if anyone is on that and wants to give me some tips, let me know. But I've seen a couple people post about it, and it seems pretty beneficial, so might work that into my getting ready as well. Next, you got to eat breakfast. This is super important. Another thing I'm not 100% good at all the time, but we need to fuel our body in the morning. Um, It doesn't have to be a big breakfast. It doesn't have to be a lot of work. You're not like making waffles and pancakes and omelets. It could literally be an egg bite that you made the night before. Overnight oats is really popular. For me, a lot of times I like to just throw together a smoothie or I'll get um, the little waffles from Trader Joe's and I'll just pop one of those in the toaster, throw some peanut butter and slice bananas on it and call it a day. Again, it doesn't have to be something intense. It doesn't have to be something gourmet. It just needs to be something with a little bit of nutrients in it to get you going for your day and to fuel your body. And again, breakfast looks different on a high level 
morning than a low level morning. On a high level morning, I will take the time to make something really nice for myself with fruit and whatever. But on a low level morning, which is most mornings during the week when I'm trying to get to work, I will just go for a banana and peanut butter or a waffle and peanut butter because it's just easy and it's all that I have time for, but I'm still giving myself the thing that I need. The last thing that I have that's part of my morning routine is journaling or meditating. And um, I guess the bigger picture thing here that I'm trying to get across is the last thing that should be part of your morning routine is just doing something for yourself that will give you a leg up on the day. So for me, journaling is really good for that. It gets all my thoughts down. It really helps me release. It helps me sit there and check in with myself before I go out into the world and am susceptible to the energy and feelings of other people. Meditating is also a big one here. Um, I have the Headspace app and I really like it, but doing a little meditation right before I leave for work just puts me in the right mindset to move forward with my day as positive and as calm and relaxed as possible. And it also is just like a good transition before I leave the house. A great place to find journal prompts. I find them on Pinterest all the time. Um, I listen to the Not Your Typical podcast with Caitlin Nolan. She always has a journal entry at the end of her podcast episodes, which are great. And then for meditation, I use the Headspace app, which I really, really like. I pay for a subscription, but it's so worth it. There's so many resources and tools there for you to use, and their meditations are really great. Um, They have ones for stress, anxiety, compassion, self-esteem. There's just really, really good ones in there and I highly recommend. So now that we've gone over kind of the building blocks, if you will, that I think make a good morning routine, um, I want to share a really good resource that I think you guys would like if you're looking to build a morning routine and stick to it. And it would be the Habit app. Wait, I think that's what it's called. Yeah, it would be the Habit app. It's pink and it has a little check mark on it. And basically you can go in there and type out all of the things that you want to be a part of your routine. And when you do them, you just go in there and you check them off. And it's really satisfying throughout the morning to just like see more and more things get checked off and it keeps you on track. So if you mentally have trouble kind of keeping track of the things that it is that you want to build into your routine and the habits that you want to create, that's a really good guide and resource if you want to hold yourself more accountable and visually kind of see the progress that you're making. Another great resource is the book, The 5am Club by Robin Sharma. Um, I read it a couple months back and it just has some really good thoughts, I guess, and philosophies on the habit of early rising and how to get better at it and the things that you should incorporate in your mornings to be a more successful person. That's a really good read if you're looking to start waking up early and you really want to become more of a morning person and you're not because that book really helped me and really helped me realize the importance of waking up early in the morning and carving out time for myself before I start my day. So that's all I have for this week of Wellness Check. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope you, you know, got a good little nugget of information from this episode that you can take with you. I hope you learned something new that you maybe didn't know before. Um, some good podcast recommendations I have for morning routines. As I mentioned, What We Said podcast has an episode of this. 
not your typical with Caitlin Nolan. Um, the Morning Ray has an episode about this. I'm sure The Skinny Confidential has some episodes as well. They actually have an episode with Robin Sharma, who is the um, author of the 5 a.m. Club. So go listen to that if you're interested. I hope you really take some time at the end of this episode to really just check in with yourself, how you're doing, how you're feeling, how's your week been so far, um, what's been working for you, what's not been working for you, and kind of come up with a game plan on how to turn your week around by the weekend if you're not having the best week. But if you are having a good week, I'm so happy to hear that and I hope it stays great throughout the weekend. And that's all I have for today. So thanks so much for listening to Wellness Check and I will see you next Wednesday. Bye guys.